Hey everybody, welcome back to Car Side Chat. Today we're going to be talking about the new greatest thing out there, cryo detailing with Entice Garage. We'll be right with you. Hey everybody, welcome back to Car Side Chat. I am your host, Primo. I hope everybody is tuning in right now. Just remember that we are on many, many platforms. We're on, right now I think we're on five platforms. I know we're at least on YouTube, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, all these different areas. Even got a, a Twitch stream going on right now. So if you guys are out there, make sure that you hit that like and subscribe button. Don't forget to the bell icon. I love getting this stuff out of the way already and we already got a comment out there awesome good to have you with us silver city soap work so yeah what is today about today is about a really cool product called uh crowd detailing now crowd detailing is not something new it is something that's been out for a little bit of time but they've really started to master it now so we're seeing this new thing pop out and a lot of people out there are kind of trying to figure out exactly what the deal is with it. Uh, so today we're going to have a guest on that's going to be able to go over the, the whole thing with us, go over, you know, get you acclimated to everything. And then hopefully down the road, we'll be down to his place uh, to kind of get things featured. Just remember, if you want to get any of this information, it's all executive automotive That is our main website. And remember that you can head over there too. We got our new shirts up. We got all the new stuff out. We're going to be bringing some of our traditional old school stuff back as well. Uh, we have some of the featured soap products that we had, which is really fun stuff. Uh, but yeah, so I want to get into some news today, which is big important. Before you do that, make sure that you like and subscribe. I always love putting this thing out there. We worked really hard on this button. So I figured somebody's going to put it out there that we should probably to sell it and, you know, get some people out there. Can you hit that button? So anyway, so this is big news right now. After all this time, I know we've had it on the channel before we were talking about it was the big Ferrari recall that was coming down the pipe and it is finally here. Uh, Ferrari recalling 19 models goes back to uh, 2005 with the uh, Scagliati. Uh, the NHTSA filing has stated the brake fluid reservoirs the cap, which may not vent properly, uh, creates a vacuum inside the reservoir that creates a leak. So that means it's basically pulling uh, brake fluid out of the vehicle and making it so the vehicle uh, doesn't work. Now, the first thing I was asked was, you know, are they going to be able to keep up with this recall? The 19 different models for Ferrari is kind of a big deal. In reality, that's only 23,555 Ferraris that are going to need to do this. Um, but that just because you don't see a problem does not mean you don't need to pay attention to the list. So if you are on the list, make sure that you do what you need to do to get ahead of it. Don't wait for any kind of warning light. Uh, what's going to happen is, is that you're going to end up driving along and all of a sudden you get a low brake fluid warning and that, that means you have immediate issues that have to be resolved. So don't wait around for that. Get ahead of it. Make sure that you get it, um, get it towed. Don't actually try to drive it. Um, and all, all the people out there that supposedly, and I don't know if this is a hundred percent cause it's trade-ins and that kind of stuff that's happening, but, um, they're supposed to be sending an email, but prior to September 24th of this year to all the people that own the vehicles, we're going to have a list over on executive automotive society. 
uh, com on the main website area. So remember, head over to that. Um, we're also going to put something up on our Facebook um, probably right after the show uh, so that you can go over there and check to see if your vehicle is on the list. It's not. It's not a bad list. So, uh, but yeah, like you said, I, I, I was wondering why it actually would take this long to get to this product, but, uh, but I want to go to some good news, uh, good news in the news, if you will. Uh, the new Lambo Urus uh, just took the SUV record on Pikes Peak at 1032.064. That is 18 seconds faster uh, from the last Bentley Batanga. Um, now the thing that they, I don't know if they ever told anything on this, but the launch, but this is actually a new model that they're going to be launching and it's going to be unveiled August 19th. Um, and this new Urus required Lambo to work with Pirelli for a, a new P zero Trophia R tire. It's going to be the first ever, uh, semi slick that's going to go on an SUV vehicle. So I am really excited uh, to see what this vehicle goes down the road. I mean, yeah, August 19th thing already makes like 800 horsepower. So you can imagine where it's going to go from here, but it is time for a guest to be on the show. How are you doing today? This is Sean DeCuna from enticed garage. Did I say that right, Sean? Yeah, close Perfect. enough. Nice. Happy to be here. Primo. Thank you. For having me. Good, good, good <laughs> to have you on here. So um, that's the thing is, is I, I don't even know where to start with this. This is new technology, but it's actually old technology, right? This Correct. has been around for quite some time, right? What's really causing it to kind of take off right now? Yeah, so you're right. Dry ice cleaning has been around for decades, mainly in the commercial and industrial uh, space, you know, cleaning electrical cabinets and whatnot. And as we briefly talked about earlier off, uh, off screen, um, mm -hmm. Dry ice cleaning was a thing maybe five, six, seven years ago, but at the time people were trying to use industrial machines on vehicles and that just wasn't working out. Okay. It's only in the last couple of years where companies have actually made dedicated machines for automotive use. So able to, uh, you know, fine tune various settings, the pressure of the, of the air coming through the machine, the volume of ice, the actual particle size of the dry ice and so yeah the last couple of years um they've made some really really big leaps in that area and now that like you said why why is it becoming popular well bring a trailer i think really was one of the, the biggest reasons as to why it's because you know the they, the cars are getting dialed in the paint looks immaculate you know everything looks great the leather the, the upholstery well what's the next thing that we can do to a car to increase their value that much more well, let's make the bottom of the car look just as nice as the top of the car. And so, as I mentioned, Scott Ailes, um, the Dreiss man, uh, mm -hmm. dot com, he was he's a big seller on Bring a Trailer, um, and he wanted to maximize, you know, his profits from these cars. And if you have two of the exact same cars, everything, mileage, model, color, everything, the specs, but one has been dry ice cleaned and one has not, which car do you want to buy? Right. You want to buy the car that's been dry ice cleaned. So that's right. kind of where we're at right now. So one of the things now, I mean, I know we keep saying detailing and we say cleaning and stuff like that, but in reality, there's a lot of different things that you can do with this product, right? Like what's all the different stuff that you, we, in other words, if somebody comes to your shop and they say, what can you do to my car? What can you do with this dry ice technology? 
Sure. So it might actually be easier to tell you what I can't do. So there are a couple of different materials that we have to shy away from. Um, you know, the foam insulation on a lot underneath a lot of hoods today. The dry ice has the uh, it can actually rip through that that uh, that insulate that foam material. And there are certain materials on the bottom of cars that you have to be careful of. But I mean, for the most part, I can spray paint. I can spray the ice directly on rubber, plastic, wiring, um, metal, glass. Yeah, here's a here's much a good everything. One. There's a good one for you because this is a good example. Now, this so this right here is electronics that you've That's been right. able to create on e, E36 M3 here that yeah. you were able to clean. Now, all this technology stayed inside the vehicle while you were still cleaning it up, right? Well, no. So these are Euro taillights. So these were these were tough to find for the client. He ended up finding them, but they were really cruddy, as you can see from the top picture. The gasket was mm -hmm. just full of a lot of junk. Um, and he brought the taillights to me off of the car, and he said, "Can you clean these up for me?" And I said, "Absolutely." So I literally probably spent 15 minutes on the two taillights together, and they looked basically brand new when I was done. I, the dry ice is actually able to revive the rubber gaskets and make them look brand new again. And you're talking about, you know, nearly 30 year old set of taillights. That is crazy. Like it, actually, it really is. Yeah. Wow. Man, now that's what you were talking. I was, I thought at first I was like, nah, he's kind of joking about saying like, what can't I do? But like the little things like that, I think are pretty important, especially like for, I mean, cause this doesn't just do cleaning and restoration. This is like taking something, mean, you're saving thousands of dollars for people just by 100%. redoing something that is like, Hey, this is, I mean, that's yeah. just crazy. Like, I we, mean, uh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, sorry. There, no, there are a lot of benefits with dry ice. And one of the things is you don't have to disassemble anything from the car. So you can bring a car to me and I can get it up on my lift and I can work my way around underneath it. And our rule of thumb is if I can see the dirt, or if I can see the area I want to clean, I can get to it. I may not be able to get my hands in there, but with the gun and the spray pattern, I can get to it. But I mean, if you go to a, if you go to someone to uh, to redo your car, like we were talking about earlier, if you want to mm -hmm. have it done nuts and bolts restoration, they're taking everything apart. With yeah. that, there's always risk. Yeah, what we like right. to do in dry ice, we like to minimize risk. So we don't typically disassemble anything from the car. Maybe like a floor pan or a, I mean a belly pan. We might take that off to access more parts of the car. But we don't want to be, we're not dropping exhaust. We're not dropping transmissions. We're cleaning everything as it currently say, uh, sits. And it's just, it's so much easier for the client, less risk, and it helps us out. And unlike, like, say, for, say, bead blasting or something like mm -hmm. that, which is very similar to this, yeah. you don't have any of the residues or anything. This, is, there, is there anything left over from the ice? No, that's, that's, that's a great point. There's absolutely nothing left over. As soon as the dry ice makes contact with the substrate or the surface being cleaned, mm -hmm. It turns into gas. It turns back into CO2. The only thing that's left behind is the dirt or the rust that we're cleaning. It just falls to the floor. Well, I mean, I think that's something that people don't realize. I mean, this stuff is like what negative 78 or 80 degrees it's stored at or something like that. Uh, that's Celsius. So it's negative 109 yeah. degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. And so like, like mm -hmm. to your point is if you go bring something to get sandblasted, that's yeah. all great and dandy. Sandblasting is very abrasive, but even when you're done, you got to clean all that sand out. Like if you're cleaning an engine, you can't, you can't put that back in the car and start it the way it is with dry right. ice. 
there's nothing left behind to clean. Well, being myself, being a huge, I love bead blasting. I love right, doing right. any of that metal stuff or working metal. Uh, but that's the thing is, is I understand there's pitting, there's things that sure. break free, they get loose. Um, and right. that's the thing is, is when I'm using that stuff, it's never a, you know, I'm just spraying and praying and that's it. It's, I have a huge process that I'm going to have to go through after I'm done to make sure that that piece of metal is going to be usable later on for your stuff. I mean, look at this plastic and for the, for the piece here that, I mean, Oh, you know what? I'm going to show this one right here. Like this right here. Hmm. That's you never even took that out of the car. Did you? No, that's, that's just, I cleaned an engine bay. That was from a, an old, a 1974, I think Alfa Romeo spider. And he came in for an engine bay detailing and, I mean, the before and after, it's just dramatic. And you can tell the, the factory sticker, mm-hmm. I mean, it looks, still there. It, it wasn't removed. I was able to clean right over the sticker and not remove or, or destroy the sticker at all. That's just nuts. Like that, it, just, it, it's, it's like, <laughs> you, you would think like it's a magic trick. It's gotta be right. There's no way that you can dry ice a component in the car and go, yeah, stickers will be fine. Like, yeah, really? I mean, <laughs> is it possible to damage the sticker? Sure, like anything, there's always oh, yeah. risk with the wrong operator, the wrong equipment, but with with time and knowledge and training and proper use of the equipment, you, you, you're, you, you're careful with that kind of stuff. You want to preserve everything about the car because that's important to a lot of the clients is the preservation. You want to keep the story of the car intact. Exactly. Well, the other thing too that I find, like newer cars, not so much because they do more with the stickers and that kind of stuff. But a lot of the older cars that use the metal plates, like I know with the Porsches that I had, it was was all plating. It was stuff. That's kind of a big deal for us. You know what I mean? Like there's something that's, if I had to do something like that, that's not a piece that's, it's riveted in. Like to mm-hmm. take that out is going to be a nightmare. And all yep. I really want to do is just clean it up versus, yep. you know, versus a lot of these cars have really good bodies that stay together. There's yep. only certain sections that we need to fix. And if it's one less thing that I have to take apart to have my car redone, mm-hmm. um, you know what I mean? It's, it's just, it's incredible. So, um, yeah. How long have you guys been, how long have you been actually running this business? How long has this thing started? How long have you had? Sure. So I started back in March. So mm-hmm. we're, what are we on? Month five now or month six? Um, yep. And yeah, I've, I've had a bunch of different cars, some European, some American, a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And it's funny to see the different types because the American cars don't clean up as nicely as the European cars, especially the right. Porsches and the BMWs, just because the quality of the metal used, the coatings, the Cosmoline that the European cars came with. Cosmoline is my best friend. If right. I see Cosmoly, I know the car is going to clean up really, really nicely. Right. Now that's so, and that's the thing that I, all these guys, we've had a ton of people on here that have had businesses that are just kind of, uh, I would say a year or less old. And mm-hmm. that's the thing that they always ask that I have to ask to them is because uh, this is an investment and with investments, investments come with risk. And I'm sure you had to change. I mean, you went from probably doing something pretty stable to now doing something that's really not as stable and you're like what do i do what was it like for you jumping into this pool and saying you know what what drove you to say you know what i'm giving up all this other stuff and i'm going to do this this is going to be great what what took you to this point no it's a great question um i've been in the same i've been in the same job for almost 16 years um sitting behind a computer every day and like you said it was stable i was comfortable but I wasn't happy. 
Right. And for years, I've been looking for a way out. And I've always wanted to be involved in the automotive space somehow. I, I didn't know what. I didn't know. I'm not a mechanic. I can do things on my car, but I, I can't rebuild an engine or a transmission. Right. I don't want to detail cars. I don't want to like the old school detailing. I mean, I don't, my elbows can't handle that. Right. And so about a, uh, last April, I saw my favorite YouTuber having his car dry ice cleaned. And mm -hmm. I had never heard of this before. And the second I saw it on, on, on my TV down here, I, my mind was blown. And I told my wife, I said, Katie, I'm like, I may have found something that this, this, is this, it. this, this could be it. <laughs> and so I spent from last April till beginning of this year, just researching and, and, you know, learning how to start a business and, and apply for financing. Cause I couldn't afford mm. the equipment. I had to talk to different banks and, you know, starting an LLC and mm. just, there's so much that goes into a business outside of the actual, just business, just right. the paperwork and the minutiae that you have to just, you don't realize it until you get into it and, mm. and, figuring out how I'm going to take payments and, and opening a checking account for the business and just all the little things. And, and then get I'll the training you, to do it. Yeah. Right. And I, I luckily I, I found, um, again, ha shout out to drysnation.com. Luckily I found Scott Ailes, who was the one I saw on YouTube that day doing the cleaning. He mm -hmm. offers a, a Patreon where you can sign up, pay a monthly fee. But with that, you can learn all about the dry ice cleaning, the techniques, the equipment, the business. Um, yeah, there's just so much that goes into it. So it's so just, you're, it so was, you're now full. I mean, like how long total did it take you to, like a couple months or whatever? And you're suddenly you're full fledged, like fully trained, ready to go. Right. Yeah. I mean, it all happened really quickly. I trained with Scott back in September um, spent the next couple of months working on my business plan. I really wanted to make sure that the business plan had every single thing I needed. I probably made it a little more robust than I needed it to be, but I didn't want to right. have too much than not enough. Exactly. Right. Um, and got financing late last year, got all my equipment ordered, which with the, you know, the supply chain issues, I wanted to order all early to make sure that it all came in in time, right. had a lineup of place to rent. So it was a lot of logistical pieces moving around and it was tough to wrangle, but it all worked out. Hey, that's the other thing that see, I started almost every time I start something, it's always when, you know, some pandemic or is hitting or, you know, suddenly it's no longer relevant or <laughs> what, like some crazy thing. And it's like, okay, now I got a backpedal. You were actually kind of at the forefront of things. You never planned that. You were just like, you know what? I think this is a great idea. Let's do it. Did you, do you, does it, how does it feel right now to kind of be at the cutting edge of something, realizing that the demand right now is really coming up for this product? Um, I think you just nailed it. I think we're not even, this is still so not known by so many people in the car industry and in the car world that I think once people really realize what this can do and what the capabilities of it are and how it's now a lot of people who are in new England who realize hey there's someone close to me who can do this right. i think it's gonna i think it's gonna blow up like 10 years ago 15 years ago paintless dent removal wasn't really well known like yeah there were people who did it but mm -hmm. now it's pretty commonplace you can find guys who do it all the time and it's it's a skill and this is just another skill another tool in the in the um in the arsenal of a um a detailer so. And I think that's funny because you're bringing up the dent repair. That's yeah, something where yeah. people didn't realize, like, you know, I'm bringing it to this place and there's a repair shop that's going to charge me a thousand dollars to do something. When I go to the dent repair guy, he spends 300 bucks and gets exactly what I want. 
now they have something where you say, look, I need something that's not as abrasive as this. I need something that's going to be directed at what I want to do. And now you have a product that just, it just, it is so fascinating to me to just understand how passively this product can be to an environment. Like take, take, I saw the one with the, um, there was an engine bay and it went through the engine bay and it took stuff out. And, um, you know what I mean? It was, that was it. It was clean. The guy didn't take the engine out. He didn't do anything. It was rough. Hoses were still inside the car. Yeah. So, yeah. um, normally, so let's say somebody wanted to have something done for you. Um, yeah. what was well, usually the turnaround for something like that? So if I bring your car today, usually how long does it take before you get the car back? So it depends on what they're looking to have done. If you're looking for a full undercarriage cleaning, um, it's, it's a minimum of two days. I, ideally you want to drop it off to me, the, either the, the morning of the first day or even the night before so that I have it on me. And then you're looking at at least two to three days. Um, every car is going to be different. Like we talked about earlier, you could have two of the exact same car. One may have had a couple of leaks. One probably didn't. So it's really going to vary, but you're looking at at least two full days for an undercarriage cleaning. But a lot of my clients, they want their undercarriage wheel wells and their engine bay all done yeah, and so that adds on more and more time but a lot of these guys they're so excited for the 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 finished product that they're fine with leaving me the car so if it's there for a week week and a half they don't care they just want right. to get get it back and see the transformation right so with with stuff like that i mean that's usually especially with products when they catch on there's always something that i always laughed about the the dent guy and i was like yeah. they they put rocks at a certain station and that was the thing that got like, all those people that parked there they're now in my shop getting worked right. on what right. is the what is the number one thing that you see come through your shop that people ask for is it just the undercarriage or is there uh, i mean because you can do interiors too right yeah, so I haven't had any clients request um, any interior work, but I do have a 1965 Beetle up on my lift right now um, that was just shipped up from Georgia. Uh, it was restored 15 years ago or so out of the country. I forget I forget where it was done, but he actually asked if we could do some work on the interior carpets because there's some staining here and there, and 100% that'll take care of it because, again, we can turn down, we can really tweak the settings the amount of ice used, the size of the ice, and the pressure of the air. So we can turn that down and actually clean the carpets. We can clean Alcantara steering wheels and make them That's look brand new awesome. again. Oh, yeah. and Alcantara is my thing, man. <laughs> yeah, and we, we can clean that. And, and back to your point about the abrasiveness, it's, it's so dry ice is non-abrasive to the point where I can clean your undercarriage. All that dust is going to be flying up in the air. It's probably going to settle on top of the car. But when your car is done, I can put it down on the ground and use the dry ice and actually clean off all the dust from your car and make it look clean again. So basically, that's, that's the last step in the dry ice detailing process for me. So, so the majority of people that are coming in, they're asking for, say, the undercarriage stuff? or is it? Yeah, the majority of I've wanted the works. I've had a few people who have done just the engine bay, um, and that's easy. I mean, engine bay, you can come in, drop it off in the morning. It's done by the afternoon. I, I'll usually find some time um, mm-hmm. to, to squeeze. It's a couple hours of work at, at most, again, depends on the car, <clears throat> excuse me, depends on the car, depends on the, the condition of it, but a couple hours. All right. So yeah, there's Sean is my buddy from Sean supercars. Cool video. What's up, Sean. It's good to see you, buddy. Um, hey. thanks for putting up, putting a comment out there for us, but, um, yeah. he's got, he had some amazing stuff. He's a, a new guy that has really 
come up and uh, been filming stuff like he just did the big thing for Tuto Italianos and all the coverage and oh yeah you know, they, cool. they they had the Pagani up there so it was really excited to see him uh, come up and bring his stuff on so I'm glad he could pop in tonight. Um, so comparative wise for cost, mm-hmm. how much more is usually the dry ice stuff from comparative to what you're going to have other things that's going to be done? Um, you're talking like, like, like versus like restoration and things like yeah. that, or in other words, yeah. Like, yeah. So with the restoration, you're going to pay big bucks. I mean, you're right. talking about, you know, nuts and bolt restoration frame off. There's a lot of disassembly, a lot of risk that goes into it. Um, the dry ice process, it certainly isn't, and I hate to say it, it's not cheap process, but right. you're paying for an amazing experience. You're paying for us using the top of the line equipment. Um, you're paying for the, the actual dry ice, which isn't cheap, um, mm-hmm. oddly enough, especially in uh, the Boston region, the Boston market. Um, so it's, it's not cheap, but at the end of the day, you're gonna pay a lot more getting a full restoration done where you can bring me your car, I get it up on the lift, I'm not taking anything off, I'm not damaging components of the car, mi- minimizing risk, and mm-hmm. I'm just basically cleaning it front to back, side to side, every nook and cranny that I can see, and making it look as good as I possibly can. I'll, in many cases, making it look damn near new again underneath. Yeah. So that's, a, that's I think, one of the big things about this that you're going to put it leaps and bounds above everybody else is the ability to mm-hmm. do stuff while it's still in the vehicle. Exactly. So if the vehicle is running well and it's doing what it needs to do and you don't yep. have to tear the thing apart to get to things, um, you're going to be able to go in there and, and you can do it, it, paint too, right? A hundred percent. Yeah, I can. Like I said before, um, when the car is done and cleaned, I can, I can actually use the dry ice and spray off the, whatever is sitting on the paint get that off. I can dry ice is great for, you know, when you wax the car, there's always the residue that gets in all the little crevices and the cracks around your taillights and the emblems. Dry ice blows that right off. And it's like, it it was never there. Is this stuff like magic juice or something? Is it like fairy dust or something? (laughs) Or is it really, it's not dry. Is it? It's like fairy dust. Kind of magic. Where did this come from? Like considering what it costs, maybe I might be made as some bits of unicorn or something, man. I don't know. (laughs) It's not, (laughs) <laughs> that's a now did when when you got into this did you yeah. really think like this can't be real like it, it's too good i thought that again and when i saw the first video my jaw dropped i'm like is like what is this is this real and just the yeah. how effortless it, it seemed on video it's just when you're spraying a control arm and it, it was black and crusty and all of a sudden it's shiny and aluminum again it's just yeah. it's it's remarkable Truly remarkable. And, and all it does for you, like you have a certain kind of equipment thing that you buy that just is. So how, how does it say it's like a compressor then it's um, basically like a storage facility for the ice itself. And then you have your thing to set it up to blow into the car itself. But other than that, you just really a shop and a lift, right? Other than that big equipment, right? For the most part, a bunch of different ancillary tools and whatnot. But right. yeah, for the most part, your compressor, you've got your desiccant dryer, you've got two tanks to store mm-hmm. the air because you for dry ice cleaning you need the driest air possible any moisture that gets into the air can really kind of hamper things when you're cleaning uh, so yes, we we take every measure that we can to make to ensure that the air is as dry as possible which cars um, love by the way cars yeah. love dry air like we just yeah we live for dry a hundred percent and that goes back to the whole minimizing risk is what do you you have an yeah. old classic car like the last thing you want to do is be shooting a pressure washer into the engine bay to clean it up no yeah. with dry ice 
there's no moisture being introduced. There's no H2O in CO2. There's no, literally no moisture. That's amazing. So you Crazy. sent me over a picture here. So I wanted you to go over this. This is the first one. This is the before. Can yep. you kind of go over a little bit of this and what it is and uh, what the yeah. plan is with this? Yeah, absolutely. So this car was in last month. Um, one of my clients out in the Cape, he brought in his uh, Porsche 944 for a full undercarriage clean. Actually, I'm sorry. He yeah. brought it in for wheel wells. Okay. And so this is the before picture. And then once we showed the after picture, he was so thrilled with the results. He Look brought the that. car back a few weeks later for the full undercarriage and engine bay cleaning. That's and crazy. So you, all you that. See the, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. no, no worries. You could see the red paint, like nothing was damaged. All the original paint is still there. We just removed everything that was on top of the paint. You can even see the blue paint markings on the spring. Yeah. That's, that's what that's I was original saying. from the factory. And like, we can, we can all that stuff. Like there's paint marks all over this car. And you I want to, I, I got to show the before and after you. So this is before, yeah, yeah. and this is all the dirt and grime and stuff that he's built up over time. Yep. And this is the after part. Every little piece of it. It looks yeah. like you'd never Remarkable. think that that car ever went anywhere. Like <laughs> it's so true. And like, I mean, I have other befores and afters that are even more dramatic, but it's just, yeah, it's it's crazy, and you can't do that with. I mean, you you could sit there with a scrub brush or a pressure washer and some kind of degreaser, and yeah, you might be able to get a end result something along those lines. You're yeah. gonna take seven to eight times as long as I did, and you're gonna be using chemicals, yeah. and you don't want to be using chemicals on original paint and finishes. Well, that's the thing that I it just it keeps bringing me to mind because yeah. I'm thinking about. I think that's the problem with the product is that yeah. you can't you can't box everything up in what we're discussing in yeah. a, in a 40 minute or hour long show like there's just right. so much stuff that this can do and i mean right now this is this is all, the only thing that you offer is the 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 cry the dry ice part of it correct that's correct and long term if i can get into a bigger shop and the, and the business becomes self-sufficient i would love to bring on a a, a traditional detailer a top side detailer so that right. we can do top to bottom everything you know the, the the entire spectrum so basically a one-stop shop dry ice paint corrections um ceramic coatings all that kind of stuff yeah that's, yeah. that's the goal long-term goal i just I just keep going back to this picture. Like I'm like the sticker looks the same. Like <laughs> you can tell that it's been cleaned and everything looks exactly like it was from the factory. Like I, I can't, they, we, we have to set up a time for me to come over. I don't know how I'm going to film it because I mean, it's like, you have to wear, you have to wear the suit and everything, right. To do the, is it really yeah, cold yeah. In the shop when you're doing it or is it? No, the shop gets hot because the compressor puts off so much heat, but when I'm cleaning cars and, if some of the ice kind of bounces off the material and, and you know, it, yeah. it sublimates into, into back into CO2, but a lot of that will blow back and it's a nice, mm. cool, refreshing wave, very ah. temporary, but that feels nice. <laughs> but no, I, I'd, I'd love to have you sometime, Primo, for sure. Yeah, we definitely, we got to come over and, and check yeah. this out. Cause yeah. I like, it, like you said, it just, it, to me, every time the more and the stuff that you're, I mean, first I was like, okay, it does this, it does this. It's gotta be some sort of X, you know, like, you talk to people, especially when it comes to like for ceramic, for instance, we yeah, had this, this yeah. big discussion about ceramic on one of our shows and the guy says, well, look, it's ceramic. So it's going to make sure that the, the stuff doesn't cling to the car, but you got to remember it doesn't stop dense. It doesn't. So there's only certain things it does. Okay. Where's it's, where's it's kind of end point. Uh, yeah. And the thing is, is I keep kind of trying to find where this, 
has an end to it. And other than just saying there's, there's a couple of things you can't do with it. It seems to cover all like, okay, I can't do the foam. Like mm-hmm. that's it. Like, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Like it, it just, it doesn't seem real. Like how do you, how do you prove to somebody that, you know what I mean? Like that, I think that would be my biggest thing yeah. now. So when you were starting this business, that's the other thing is this takes a lot of learning from marketing and other things like that. You kind of came into this. What was the big thing for you that said, you know, like, what did you have to change? What are the things you had to do to kind of make that, get that wording out there so that somebody could jump onto this miracle stuff? Sure. So um, I graduated college in 2005 uh, with a degree in operations management. So, I mean, I took a lot of business classes, marketing classes, but I haven't used a lot of those skills for the last, you know, 15 plus years. So for me, it was re- relearning a lot of those skills and just watching a lot of webinars online. A lot of the local, you know, small business associations have been very, very helpful. Lots of good videos and content out there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, marketing, it's tough because it's 2022 and obviously social media and technology, that's the future, that's the present. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the clientele that I'm trying to target they don't use social media. They're not on Facebook. They're not on Instagram. They're old school guys. They like magazines in their hands. They like pamphlets and brochures. Yep. So it's a mix. It's trying to appeal to the new audience who mm-hmm. maybe are coming into the car scene, the car collectors into money, but also trying to get to car shows and cars and coffees and just various car events where you can actually like put it, put in some FaceTime and, and introduce mm-hmm. yourself to people and, I have postcards that I made for a cars and coffee that I hosted recently where I actually have pictures of the, the 944 that we looked at. It's the, basically the rear end of the car where the dramatic before and after photo, I put that on a postcard with my business name, a QR code to get to my website, my contact information, and handing that out to people, um, it, it, it pays dividends. It, it gets the conversation going. And another thing I've, I've found that's been helpful is I'll go to a lot of the Audrain events down in Newport, mm. a lot of their cars and coffees, and I'll bring a stack of business cards and a stack of my postcards. And it may not be the right thing to do, but I'll actually target certain cars while I walk around, cars that yeah. I would like to clean. You have and to, I'll, yeah. That, right. <laughs> and if, if the owners aren't there, unfortunately, I'll leave a, either a postcard on the windshield or I'll, I'll place it on their driver's seat. Um, and that's actually led to a few people calling me back saying, hey, you left a business card in my in my car at Audrain, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, what do you, what do you do exactly? So again, a lot of people, they'll, they'll see that I offer dry ice detailing, but they don't know what that means. It's right. still That's such a new plan. concept. And we're trying to educate the, the consumer base, the, the, the car guys that listen, it's coming one way right. or the other. Oh, like, yeah. This is going to be the next wave. This is going to be it's, the next big thing. It's already here, man. I mean, yeah, the thing is, is yeah, from what, yeah. I mean, they, especially when you have something that just, it does what it actually promises. Yeah. I think that's the that, that's the thing that I think is so problematic in the car world is, is we've sure. been so many times sold on stuff that just doesn't work or doesn't like yeah. I was yeah. the first thing I was thinking is because you were saying Audrain. I wasn't thinking about Audrain because I think that is a great idea that you brought it up. But like Boston Cup, like you go to that yeah. place and yeah. everybody there, great guys, all of them, but they understand that all of their cars need that soft touch. Yeah. That just no product, everybody's taught. I mean, everything in our industry is rough. 
and tough and tumble yeah. and You're you know right. we break or rip it apart or tear it or do whatever and i mean i'm sure with that 944 that's one of the like i have a 944 and one of our biggest thing is is those ru- the the rubber seals all those little parts and they get good nice solid body but mm-hmm. all the things that are associated with it are brittle as you know like the piping the intake known to become solid as a rock and crumble into pieces like all this stuff that is just so in in old ferraris the same way um and just being able to have that ability to go into something people don't realize how much fabric is used in a testarossa like the entire bay of the inside of that is all like you know countaches and junk like that they're they're cars that just I can get to it. I just don't know what to do with it. And every option they have is somebody that says, Oh, we got to drop everything and pull it all apart to get to that. And just for somebody saying, look, I don't need to do this. I just need it to look good. Cause I drove it down the street. You know, can you fit me in kind of thing? And then you jump in and go, yeah, that's easy. And they're like, it is. And there, you always just think there's gotta be a catch. Yeah. And that's the thing is, is I, and after doing the research I did before talking to you, Now having you on the show, I really am starting to understand there is no catch to this. It really is just bring it in and work magic. Um, So, I mean, is my my wrong on this or is this? No, no. So I don't want to, you're, you're not wrong, but there are limitations with the dry eye. So I did mention that there are some materials that you have to avoid or be very careful around. Um, Not only that too, but like a lot of these older cars that have had leaks, for example, there might be some areas that the paint is starting to fail on the undercarriage, okay. maybe around the engine bay, under, underneath the engine bay. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be very, very careful with the dry ice. Because, yeah. I mean, even though it's not abrasive, if the paint's failing and you're spraying it, you can still blow the paint off the car. Right. And you want to maintain the originality. So, I mean, that all goes back into proper technique, you know, properly trained, yeah. having a, a head on your shoulders and, you know, turning down the settings. Shooting which, is what, from a, which is what you have. Exactly. <laughs> shooting from a further distance and and starting off really far then kind of gauging it that way saying okay it's handling this i could probably get a little bit closer so there's a lot that goes into it in terms of you want to maintain the originality of the car um there are times where you might come across a piece that's that's black that you blow a little bit of paint off by mistake it, it happens and you just have to be you have to be prepared to either explain to the client what happened and see if they're, if they want to leave it as is, you want to keep it original yeah. or do they want you to touch it up? So sometimes we'll use, you know, depending on the finish, we'll use satin paint or, or, or uh, gloss paint to match areas of the undercarriage that might have had a nick or some paint removed to kind of help it blend back in. So it's, yeah. it's not perfect. It does have limitations, but so, so if I need touch it does up a paint- lot, man. If I need touch up paint, I probably want to do that much prior to you getting a hold of me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, well, like you said, it's it's just it can do things that most other things cannot, and it just in the amount of time it takes, it's so much less. You can sit there with a brush and try to scrub all the grease and gunk off your your inner wells, and or you can bring it to me and let me do it in a couple hours. Right. Well, and, and I'm gonna get a little bit off topic here because I gotta Go ask now because I see the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and I see this, I'm like, and I know you, you've been, how long have you been a car guy? 
my whole as far as i remember yeah i used so, to have my my hot my hot wheels cars in a bag everywhere i went as a kid everywhere i could, I could see it it was starting to yeah. really rub off with the, the yeah. and i was yeah. like the 944 and the bmw and i'm like okay there's there's some love that goes into this old car thing so i have to ask yeah. what is your favorite car uh-oh <laughs> my favorite car is my car um Which so car? i have a 2005 an e46 m3 nice. um yeah, when I was in college, like I mentioned, I graduated in 05. That car had basically just kind of came out and was like the new hot sports car. And I had a poster of an E46 M3 in my college dorm room. And I said, one day I'll have one. Right. And uh, I bought mine three, almost three years ago. Yes. And yes, there are other cars that I would like to have one day, but it's my car and it's my favorite car. Exactly. And that's all. I matters. absolutely love it. Yeah. Love so it. yeah, and now you get to do. Now you're going to get busier and busier. So uh -huh. I hope you're dedicating time. So one thing that I want everybody to bring up because obviously you guys can remember to head over to enticegarage.com if you're yep. looking to have some of this work done. Um, go through Sean. Sean is very highly recommended already, which I think is very interesting to have somebody come right out of the gate and be so highly recommended. But you are by appointment only at this time, right? That is correct. Yeah. So if, if you drop by the, the building unannounced, I may or may not be there. Definitely reach out to me beforehand. Okay. Uh, like Primo said, enticegarage.com. I'm on all the socials, Facebook, mm -hmm. Instagram, TikTok. Um, call the number on my website, text it. Uh, my logo, thank you very much. Yeah, um, reach out reach out on Facebook, on Instagram. I, I'm receptive to any, any form of communication. Yeah. Uh, let me know what you're looking for and we'll get you on the books. I found it very awesome to be how easy it was to get in touch with you. You were very responsive with things. Um, I, I, I'm just going to say it right now. You, you are at the forefront of something. You were definitely doing what you need to do hmm. to get ahead of something. It's not only just new technology, but you're handling, handling your business. Well, I think that I would recommend already not having even done any work through you, seeing the stuff right. that I've seen so far, I right. would recommend anybody coming by your area, very accessible, um, and that's the thing is it just, again, make sure you contact him before you head over um, to make sure that you're available. So do you have anything else you want to add before we shut the show down today, buddy? Uh, not really. Just thank you very much for having me again. And, and to your point about me being you know, responsive, it's, I find that too often these days you reach out to people, businesses, individuals, and they don't, they don't get back to you. And that's no. one of my biggest pet peeves. And I refuse to be that person. It may not be immediately, but I will get back to you. I promise you that. Yeah, exactly. But no, uh, thank you for your time. And, and this was fantastic. I want to have you in the shop one of these days and have you see this firsthand. So you can actually witness it. The magic. I am, I am like, you, you have no idea how excited I am to, to get into <laughs> You're like, I'm going to be like a kid at a candy store. Not only that, but like I said, the bee blasting thing was great for me. Um, yeah, not yeah. a, not a business I would personally get into cause I'm, I'm sure. stuck on this thing now, but, sure. uh, but yeah, definitely I'm going to, it's going to be like, Hey, can I just stop by the shop to watch you do the thing today? <laughs> cause it's too much, but yeah, I can't wait to do it. And it's thank you very much for coming on. Uh, sure. thank you. For, and the thing is, I get to tell everybody, it's kind of last minute too. I kind of said, Hey, do it. And you had, you had my information back by the end of the day and I was happy to just shove you right in and have you go for it. So, and this has been a great show. I am, I again, that. thank you for coming out. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Remember that if you're seeing this after the fact, uh, remember this is going to be on everything. It's going to be Amazon, Google. A lot of you guys aren't seeing some of the pictures. Remember that Spotify, if you're a podcaster, Spotify now has the image stuff. So if you want to see the real stuff, so some of the pictures that we brought up, 
uh, definitely head over to the Spotify side of it or go over to the YouTube, uh, Facebook, our, um, all the different areas that we have. Even Twitter has it. LinkedIn, all those places are going to have the images for it so you can see some of the stuff uh, firsthand. But otherwise, thanks for coming okay. on tonight. Don't can I say forget- one more thing? Yeah, go right ahead, please. Sorry, sorry. Just remember, um, I'm not sure what the reach is with this show, but I mean, if we're across the country, if we got people across you the are. country, go yeah. to DriceNation.com and yeah. find a provider like me, qualified, trained, with the right equipment, as close to you as possible, and send your cars there. Perfect. Well, tonight, this has been Primo. You've had Sean from Entice Garage tonight talking about dry ice and crowd cleaning. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. We'll be back next time to show you some more cool shows. Don't forget to check out these other links and other things. We'll be on every Tuesday at 6 p.m. from here on in. Talk to you guys soon. See you soon, Sean. You guys all have a great night. Bye. Night, Primo. Thanks.